0: Welcome to another edition of the Fox 12 weather podcast. I'm meteorologist Jeff Forgeron. This is episode 37. I'm joined by our chief meteorologist, Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. And Mark, we have a special guest today. Our very excited. own Camilla Ortiz is joining us. Hey, Camilla. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, we're just wrapping up the month of June. The weather has been fantastic and we're happy to have you here Uh you know, you've been on the weather team for a little while now, but we haven't given you a proper introduction on the <laughs> podcast. So that is what we're here for today.
1: She's, she's tried to stay away, but uh, we, no. we dragged her on this time.
2: This is great. No, it's an honor to be here, honestly. Uh, I'm excited about it. Jeff, I know you run a tight ship, but this will be fun. I'm here mostly for the color commentary, but this should be a good time.
0: Oh, uh, we can't a wait tight for that. Ship. Camilla, tell, <laughs> tell the audience uh, where you're originally from. Uh, how long you been in Oregon, and just a little bit about yourself? What you like to do on your spare sure. time?
2: Sure. Um, as if people don't already think I'm crazy. Uh, no, I grew up mm-hmm. in <laughs> in the Midwest. I lived most of my life in Nebraska, uh, from you know very young age. I was actually born in Stony Brook, New York, but grew up in Nebraska. That's where I got my first two TV jobs. Was in that state. Um, and then we decided it was just time for a change. So my husband and I decided to you know, kind of check out the West Coast we were interested in. And after visiting a friend in Portland uh, the summer before we actually moved here, uh, we were like, whoa, this place is incredible. I mean, just beautiful. And the weather seemed really attractive, especially to a Midwesterner. <laughs> so I bet. yeah, so it was uh, December 2019. We officially moved out here.
0: And Kamila, you guys are really into the outdoors. You, I know you both are kind of extreme athletes. Was that one of the most <laughs> attractive parts of the climate was that you guys would be able to be running with the lack of humidity, for instance, and things like that?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's a huge draw, especially for, I mean, endurance athletes, any kind of athlete that has to train outside. The fact that you can do that year round out here, I mean, pretty – fairly easily, of course, you know, you're still going to run into not ideal weather from time to time, but you know, in Nebraska, you're talking about negative wind chill consistently in the winter time. You're talking about 100 plus degree days with yeah. humidity in the summer. Uh, yeah. so the fact that it was just a lot more sort of middle of the line out here was, was really cool for us.
0: And and, let's be honest, you are kind of a super athlete. And so is your your (laughs) husband. Can you elaborate a little bit? I mean, our viewers, I think if they follow you on social media, they have a taste of what you do. But what do you I mean, what do you what do you actually compete in?
2: Well, for starters, that's very kind. Thank you. Uh, I think you're inflating me a little bit, but uh, (laughs) no. I
0: don't think so. (laughs) No, I don't think
2: so. Um, Well, I've been running since high school cross country, basically. Uh, But then in college, I don't know, I was doing marathons, half marathons, and uh, triathlon started to interest me. So I've been competing in tries. For, I don't know, six, seven years now, I started to get into the longer and longer distances. So I've done a handful of half Ironmans and I'm training for my first full Ironman, which will be at the end of August.
0: Where is that gonna be held?
2: It's going to be in Canada, in Penticton. So not too far from Vancouver,
0: BC. Okay, Mark, a little bit behind the scenes action here in the Weather Center. Can you can you describe to our viewers what goes on in Camilla's uh, drawer what is what is happening in there <laughs>
1: oh my god that sounds kind of private but um it's not. there's always food i mean you know what she brought me today jeff what she made a, a strawberry rhubarb muffin it's sitting right there yeah Ready to be eaten later because I mean, uh, this is amazing. Camilla can eat anything because she burns it all off. I mean, she, here's an example. Camilla, stop me if I if I have this wrong. Sure. Uh, I, you you coached a bunch of our coworkers, including Drew Reeves and, and Audrey and some others, uh, I, and you did the half marathon that day, right? Is that yeah. correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You did the half
1: marathon. Then here's what she says, Jeff Lee. She goes, Oh yeah, and then I came home later, and Johnny and I we took a little cool down run of three miles. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little cool down of three miles, but yes. Oh. So, so um, Camilla and I share one passion. Um, well, soon to be weather, but also food. It's like um, oh, she, yeah. she, she bakes amazing stuff.
2: What was, was that cheesecake? What the baking specifically. Oh, that lemon cheese lemon cheesecake oh, with raspberry is my stop. favorite. Mm. Oh stop. Yeah, yeah it
1: was yeah. amazing, Jeff. It was all gooped together and she's like, Oh, it's a day or two old and oh my gosh, it was really good. So you're, Yeah, you're so bad. there's always some food there which is a problem for me because I don't I'm not an athlete. And I'm you're also active. You're free. allowed to
2: eat desserts, Mark. Um yeah. So
1: well anyway, um yeah, so Camilla's been a lot of fun to work with. Not it's not just about the food, but um she's <laughs> a lot of fun to work with otherwise. Camilla. <laughs>
0: active as in applying slug bait in his backyard <laughs> on the daily I, I yeah totally no, yeah, i'm just kidding yeah we gardening mark, no mark mark is i know mark you like to mountain bike and you jog yeah, runs and you, yeah you're you're out there i'm um, on nine
1: miles today yeah does but does that count
0: yeah well yeah, that that actually works, but you know, in terms of what Camilla does, it's you know, it's child's play. Yeah. it's trash. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I follow you on, on the Strava app, Camilla, oh, yeah. and That's a good one. Uh, yeah, it, it, I'm kind of embarrassed to post anything in your presence, no. so we'll just we'll just leave it there. Uh, but yeah, we we love having you on the team. I was out at the the parade route during right before the Grand Floral Parade. In, there was a group of guys that were raving about your, your presentation because you were cheering on the fact that we were about to enter the top 10 wettest Junes on record. And they thought that that was hilarious. So, um, so yeah, I, you have a fan club out here already. And, uh, And, yeah, so we're happy to have you here on the podcast. Okay, we have a lot to talk about in terms of weather. By the way, a little tease here. uh, Mark has a special Camilla quiz coming up at the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah, it should be great fun. Great way. Everybody better stick around for that one. Uh, We are uh, just coming off of our first heat wave here in northwest Oregon and southwest Washington. It was technically on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We are recording this podcast on the final day of June. It's June 30th on a Thursday. Um, Mark, let's talk about the final numbers from that heat wave, and we'll also talk about how June has been playing out.
1: Yeah, so those heat wave, the, the heat wave numbers actually ended up really close to our forecast. We had a, Saturday was 93, as I recall. Yep. 99 on Sunday was so close to 100. Uh. Okay. And then Monday was 94. Is that right? 96. Yeah. 96. 96, yes, yeah, we were two correct. degrees Just off Just because I have it pulled up. Yep. That's right, yeah. So we were, well, we we gone 98. Mark decided to push it to 100 on the middle day. So I guess it was in the middle there. And then um, and then we were only two degrees off. You know, we've said this over and over. Heat waves here in the Pacific Northwest are the easiest, at least here in the valleys and east of the Cascades, are like the easiest thing to forecast. It's just sunny, and you got some bigger numbers. And uh, the, the east wind showed up just as expected. It was a nice dry heat wave, which was nice. You noticed it wasn't so humid like last year. Good yeah. stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So I would say when we look back, um, at least at just this heat, one heat wave, it'll be like, yeah, hey, it's a pretty typical summertime heat wave we might have in a typical summer. This might happen like three times, let's say. I mean, I'm just kind of making that up, but uh, I'm just from my ex- past experience, something like that. This was nothing unusual by any means. And it was kind of late. You know, we hadn't hit 90 yet. And so our first 90 didn't happen until the end of June.
0: Yeah. And so at this point uh, on this final day of June, we're, we're at 75 right now. We're probably going to top out close to 80 degrees. And it sounds like, well, obviously, we're going to escape the month of June without hitting 100 degrees. And there are no heat waves in sight at the moment. Mark and Camilla, you both have been working on the forecast here. Um, what I saw in the morning models uh, was reflective of that. Are you guys seeing something similar this afternoon? Yeah,
1: I, I don't see any sign of a heat wave. Now, I will say later next week, so this is what, today's Thursday, so eight, nine days away, there are signs that uh, a big heat dome forms over the Rockies and pushes slightly westward a little closer to us. Mm. But we keep getting in the, at least what we're seeing so far, is we keep getting little troughs that bump up against the coastline, which keeps us from getting hot. I mean, really, July and August, it's a matter of, Keeping enough uh, upper level lows kind of close, close enough that we avoid the heat, I suppose, west of the Cascade. So, at any time though, uh, models could change their tune, uh, uh, lows out of here, and suddenly the ridges right over us and we're 95 degrees. But for now, we don't see that. So, I- I'd say pretty pleasant for the next ten days, for yep. first week of right. July for sure.
0: Mark, uh, I was on the morning show this morning, and Joe, Joe V, Joe Vathayathil, and Stephanie domarat were talking mm-hmm. about. Man, feels like we're in the Goldilocks like <laughs> period, you know, period of weather here, and they nailed it. I tried to show it on the upper level pattern. The big ridge building over, if, you, if you're if you listening from home, uh, the Four Corners region, imagine where that is, uh, the southwest. Big heat dome, big high pressure system out there building in. We're on the northwest edge of that. And then you have a cooler trough over the Pacific Ocean up near the Gulf of Alaska. We're finding ourselves right in the middle of that for, mo- for the most part. And that's why we're kind of bouncing back between the 70s and 80s. So we're in this like, perfect scenario for weather but yeah Mark at times we're going to kind of get closer to that ridge and then at times we'll be closer to the trough Uh, so the weather will be somewhat variable but pretty stable too.
1: Well for example this weekend a low is going to move directly over the top of us by Sunday night and Monday morning unfortunately right during the holiday weekend but that's uh, you know third and the fourth of July so our coolest weather of the next 10 days is probably going to be right in the middle of the holiday weekend. I'm, and unfortunate, I suppose. Yeah, right. and,
0: and we, yeah. we we're really focusing in on what's going to happen on the day of the Fourth of July, plus the holiday weekend, of course. But really quickly, before we get into that, June looks like it's going to finish up seventh wettest on record at PDX, and about one degree above average compared to where our typical temperatures are for the month of June. Is that what you guys are seeing on the the final almanac?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so it appears to me that that heat wave really helped to sort of level things out for us. Is that right?
0: Yeah,
1: I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What
1: well, you know what else is interesting? Camilla, do you have that almanac, the, the pretty colored graphic we use on air? Up yes. Because we're in different rooms, by the way. Um, but uh, it's funny that we talked about this earlier in the month. It, where, where do you see the warmth except for this last weekend? it's It's not on the weekends, is it?
2: Right, no, it, yeah, it was during the week, and then we had the stretch of cool weekends, especially the first half of that month. My goodness, oh. that in that third week, it was just cooler than average every single day.
1: Yeah, yeah so the timing complaints. was unfortunate. People remember everybody was starting to complain, and then all is forgotten. Oh, yeah. We hit, we hit almost a hundred, and all is forgotten. Apparently, so <laughs> now we're in the golden right. lock zone. Maybe we can keep it here. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. In yeah the so final- in. in Oh, oh, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. I was just going to say. So, in the end, meteor—looking back as meteorologists, there will be nothing that sticks out really about this month. It was—it was average. Actually, that's not true. I guess the rain was double average. So,
2: yeah,
1: I, mm-hmm. I retract that last statement.
2: <laughs> well, I have a question about heat waves. Actually, since we're talking sure. about it, how—you know—from a person who's not a meteorologist yet, how many heat waves is typical during the summertime here in the Pacific Northwest? Might be something people are wondering.
1: I think no, that's a good question. I, I'd say probably three in an average year like that okay i mean well although if we average 14 or 15 days at or above 90 one could argue okay let's say four
0: but at the same time we don't hit we typically don't hit 100 every summer at pdx true
1: yeah um, i think it's one out of three or is my, it two out of three now maybe it's one or two out of three
0: yeah i think yeah something close to that and i i remember my first summer here in 2019 we ended up hitting the upper 90s i believe it was in the month of june and then we kind of leveled off in July and August. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but typically July is our second warmest month. I think August is our warmest month. Um, but uh, j- weirdly enough, July is our driest month. So hmm. that's kind of something to uh, look forward to, I guess, if you're if you're kind of sick of the rain that we had throughout the spring and early summer. Um, let's talk about Fourth of July. We kind of hinted at this. I think sure. – the, the, the holiday weekend starts off dry. Saturday kind of just looks like it's going to be partly cloudy, m- mostly cloudy in some cases. Yeah. And then that trough that you mentioned, Mark, that's going to kind of drift over us, that's going to bring our shower chances back. It looks like Sunday into Monday, or at least early on the 4th of July. But nothing organized about this system. Yeah,
1: it's kind of weird, Jeff, when you look at the upper levels. And Camilla's like, oh my gosh, here they go. <laughs> uh,
0: when, <laughs> heating, oh gosh,
2: up here. Here we go. I'm glazing
1: over. Get, get that muffin up. out and enjoy that. You can <laughs> cruise the web. No, um, when you have that upper level low that moves almost directly overhead, it's amazing how little moisture there appears to be, Jeff. When I looked at stuff today, because I had a day off yesterday, so I kind of checked out. I mean, I never really check out, but I kind of did. And so um, when I look at that, I'm like, where are all the showers? How come it's not more showery? I I saw two things. One is, yeah, it doesn't look all that wet for an upper level low. And sometimes that happens. It's just kind of, uh, let's call it moisture starved. But the other thing is they're hinting. Each model's a bit different. They're all hinting, especially since I'm going to be camping in the Cascades Saturday night. They're all hinting at some convection coming up the Cascades Saturday afternoon. And some blow it up. Well, I don't want to say blow it up. But... Um, uh, have a lot of convection or thunderstorms or heavy showers that kind of pop up over the Cascades during the nighttime Saturday night into Sunday morning that would nail places like the Hood River, the Gorge, and then into western Washington. Some, I think, was it, was it, the GFS kind of brings it right over us Sunday morning. Others are like, nah, it's just kind of weak stuff. Like our graph model right now looks pretty pretty weak sauce. It just has some, you know, some lightning. But anyway, if you're camping over the Cascades, I'm sorry, in the Cascades, saturday night and sunday morning there may be lightning in the middle of the night or at some point afternoon or evening or yeah during the night we'll see
0: yeah and i remember some models are hinting at like even east of the cascades we could see uh, yeah widespread thunderstorms maybe a cluster kind of forming and drifting to the north um of course we're going to be keeping a close eye on that we'll post any outlooks from the storm prediction center if anything really stands out um but you know a lot of people are planning on being out for fireworks uh monday evening and Mm -hmm most signs point to the moisture drifting up into Washington and British Columbia by Monday afternoon and into the evening. So it looks like we're going to be dry Monday evening. Uh, So hopefully you'll be able to get out there and, you know, not get soaked. I don't think there's a soaker coming, but at the same time. I don't think so. I would agree.
1: You know, um, we haven't had a measurable rain on the 4th since 2008. My kids, it's like, here here I go again. I've done this for about five years. Um, they're 20 and 21. They have not seen a wet 4th of July. I mean, the last time it actually was showery, kind of annoying on the 4th of July, that was in 1999. Mm. Huh. So they've never experienced, I mean, they've experienced plenty that are kind of cloudy and, you know, 72 degrees and blazing hot ones and, and in between. But um, we, it just isn't necessarily a real wet time of the year. Although, I don't know if it's still the same way with the new climate normals, but in the past, from 1981 to 2000, the old climate normals, the 4th of July... Is on average the wettest day of the month. I mean, it has the highest percentage of rain. It was like twenty six percent. Oh,
2: interesting. And every
1: other day of the month is lower. Hmm.
0: Odd, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, well it seems full, like full I mean at facts. least
2: yeah, models are still keeping most of the western valleys more dry than wet. At least yeah. I'm looking at the Euro right now. It only has about a tenth of an inch for Portland through Monday night. So I guess that's good news.
1: You know. Yeah. I feel like I've been an effective uh, mentor, you know, as a chief meteorologist here. When when Camilla comes in, our, our newest employee comes in and says, I was looking uh, at the Euro. Uh,
0: I <laughs> can't go wrong. Am I making you I proud?
1: Yes, you make me proud, Camilla. Aw, thanks. I was looking at the Euro. That is sweet.
0: Oh, man. Well, I have showed her the ensembles. I tried to break that oh, down early yeah. on. Ooh, yeah. I've le- yeah,
2: I've learned a lot from both of you. It's been a lot of fun for me, actually. It really has. Really? It's been interesting. Yeah. Uh,
1: is <laughs> I still remember when Camilla walked in and said, <laughs> "Plopped her bag of whatever down and goes, I must know more about inversions." <laughs> but she I was think, totally serious. She's I like, think, "I need to know what is up with these things."
2: Uh, she wanted to know. Exact was very curious. Was, I was. I think I said, "Mark, I need to know everything you have to tell me about inversions." Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh no! <Where laughs>
2: it
1: was great, end? and that's when I knew we had made the right pick.
0: Yeah, and she had made already, the right pick with us as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, uh, you have a lot to learn, Camilla. Oh, and he, has, gosh. he has plenty to teach as well, so yeah. you're in good hands. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, the month of July, by the way, average highs usually start off in the upper 70s by the end of the month. We should be in the low 80s for average highs, 84-ish, so uh, we got a warm one- month coming. In fact, I wanted to point out last July, 27 of 31 days. Uh, featured temperatures at or above 80 degrees. So last July was a very warm one. Yeah. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see where we stand in terms of this Goldilocks uh, zone. And mm-hmm. If we're going to be very warm or... Anyways, that's enough of... a uh, talk about July and June. Let's let's talk about... Uh, really quickly, I wanted to point out that, I, Mark, I was... And Camilla, I was out um, earlier in the month of June. I was in Milwaukee for my first AMS Broadcasters Conference. Uh, this was... Mark, you've been to broadcaf- broadcasters' conferences before. I think in 2019 you were down at the San Diego conference. Is that correct? Sure.
1: And AM, by AMS we mean American Meteorological Society.
0: That's right. And That's um,
1: right. so basically it's TV weather people, hundreds. Right.
0: Well, yeah. maybe a hundred. Yeah, I think there's wow. a little over a hundred at this one. Um, and it's actually not just TV weather people. Uh, there were a lot of uh, guest speakers from NOAA, from like the Weather Prediction Center, from the Climate Prediction Center, from the National Hurricane Center um a lot of weather nerds if you will and other meteorologists were there and um it was a there's great... some regular
1: regular weather people show up too not just the yeah. hardcore yeah
0: we, normal we, we, people. Interact, we interact with a lot of these people on twitter and on facebook but haven't necessarily met them in person but i got to you know meet a lot of these people and interact with them and kind of hear what it's like working in their markets and their shops and some of them gave talks and um it was a really good experience um mark uh, right after I came back, I got COVID. I had so many ideas for the weather center, and um, oh, we you know. know. Yeah, I know. Sending you a lot of uh, graphic <laughs> ideas and things like that. Um, I did not know this: 8.5 percent of our viewers are colorblind and cannot read our radar images as well right. as other people. Wow! Um, I, so we, you know, the way that we automatically set up our, you know, color schemes on radar, on wind maps, things like that. You know, most of the time there is a large population that cannot read it and immediately don't understand really what we're explaining. And um, the guy that gave that talk, his name's Tim Heller, he was a longtime meteorologist in the Houston market. He said if a viewer sees a graphic and in the first five seconds doesn't understand the graphic, you mm-hmm. will lose that viewer basically for the rest of the weather cast because they'll just check out. Mm. So I found that, um, and I, I know a lot of you are listening right now, and you're probably thinking, "Well, yeah, we've seen some graphics that don't make sense." Um, it, I, I realize that um, it's really important for us to, you know, break down these graphics, slow down, um, kind of double check the data. Sometimes we overload it, um, and I really do want to see if we can do something, Mark, about uh, color blindness uh, or you know, the color mm-hmm. schemes and things like that.
1: Yeah, no, that, um, that makes sense. Yeah. We will have to discuss, negotiate and see what we can do. Cause yeah, it's easy to, to forget that people, I, and every once in a while I do get an email. It's pretty rare, but I do get an email from somebody. Um, and they've said the same thing that's, um, can you change your color scheme instead of like, um, you know, the rainbow colors for a certain graphic, just make it, um, you know, different shades of blue or green or, or whatnot. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Good well, yeah, ideas. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of mess around with it and see what works and what doesn't. But, um, yeah, it was it was hot out there in Milwaukee, and caught a nice little line of thunderstorms as well. Camilla, you understand how thunderstorms go. Boy, do I miss those. Uh, do you... Wait.
2: yeah. Wait, Jeff. I thought didn't you grow up in California, Jeff?
0: I spent two years in Waco, Texas, actually. Oh, uh, okay, oh. Before, that's right. And boy, did we get a lot of thunderstorms out there. But yeah, you're right. I did not have many thunderstorms down in well, Southern
1: California. And Jeff, didn't you did you text me, or was it me and Camilla? You said when the thunderstorms came over, where were you and who were you with?
0: Oh my goodness. So (laughs) this is a fun little story. Um, one One of the meteorologists went and talked to the hotel manager and asked if he could open up, it wasn't the roof, but it was the top floor. It was a restaurant that they shut down. And so we got about 20 meteorologists up on the, it was probably like the 20th floor of this hotel. And we all watched the thunderstorms roll through oh my Um, gosh talk about a weather nerd fest (laughs) yeah
2: uh, you guys were all probably drooling and Mm -hmm. talking about the differences in pressure or something I don't know wow Uh, it was with a cold one or two (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah (laughs) so anyways it was a lot of fun and uh yeah we'll we'll have to chat a little bit more about that but okay the moment that you've all been waiting for it's time for the Camilla quiz that Mark has been working tirelessly on. Mark. Oh, gosh.
1: I'm oh, nervous. now we've built it up too much. I only gave this about five minutes.
0: Um, <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: expectations
2: are high. So. Well,
1: so Camilla, you've been full time here for about, uh, well, at least with weather, for about six months. was that in January? Yeah, Lee,
2: did I start? I think I started, well, I kind of started filling in more last fall.
1: Yeah, and that's then, true.
2: And then kind of, yeah, and then I think I went full time over the winter at some point in time.
1: So this isn't this this one isn't really a quiz, but uh, what's your favorite weather event to talk about on air? If you know, just discussing on air, if you had a choice between snowstorm, ice storm, wintertime inversions, or heat waves, Ooh. what do you think?
2: What do you think? I mean, I think I really fell in love with inversions. You know, when when it was that <laughs> season, I just <laughs> they're just fell in so love interesting. With them. Fell in love with them. You know, oh,
1: don't ever leave me inversions, <laughs> and they leave yeah. you every year for eight
2: months. Oh. <laughs>
1: It's like an absent husband.
2: Oh. To make you a shirt or something. All right. I heart inversions. Let's take a hypo-
1: Let's take make a hypothetical statement. So, I know you don't work with Jeff regularly, so you don't know him as well as maybe you know. Even I don't work with Jeff regularly, but yeah. let's say Jeff comes in, he's making the morning forecast, and he suddenly realizes we have three, not one, but three significant weather events on the way. He sees an atmospheric river coming up. He sees terrible air quality. And he realizes he must use the drought monitor today, graphic. <laughs> so which one does he talk about first in his weather segments?
2: Oh my, that's hard. I, I know Jeff goes hard with the drought monitor. I, that's a big <laughs> one. But, you know, an atmospheric river is a, may, probably a bigger deal. So maybe I'll go atmospheric river.
0: Okay. Oh man, you know what? I love me a juicy air mass. So
1: you it. Yeah, Wow. <laughs> I, I chose, I actually had a D here. He fits all three into one segment. <laughs>
2: oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that's most likely. That
2: all right, here's ridiculous. another one.
1: Let's say, Camilla, you've just made the afternoon for and the way it works, folks, uh, typically there are two of us on in the morning, typically two of us on in the evening because we have a lot of shows. And so often the first person in will make the forecast, you know, regardless of who it is. And, and then the, the next person walks in and says, okay, are we, you, you got to kind of communicate what you have, you know. So let's say you, Camilla, you just made the afternoon forecast for the next seven days. Hmm. Mark strolls in. What happens next? You've got three choices. A, I'm going to tell you all about what happened today with my chickens. B, I'm going to adjust a bunch of forecast numbers by just one or two degrees. And C, I'm going to ask you how your day is going.
2: Is there a D, all three answer? Because I feel like it really is all three.
1: Because I talk so quickly.
2: Yeah, you yeah you get a lot you you cram a lot into about twenty minutes. But I feel like first it's stories we catch up on stories and gossip. Mm -hmm. Uh, Only construct
1: only constructive gossip, of course, (laughs) (laughs) of Mm
2: -hmm. course. Uh, yeah. And then, and then we talk about the forecast and you know, I'll, I'll make a graphic. I, Mark, I'll preface this by saying, I love working with you. I'll make a graphic like the, this evening graphic and then I'll notice very subtly that he's updated it, but he won't say it. I'll just see the little refresh button pop up. And I'm like, Oh, did
1: you tweak that there, Mark? Yep. So that would be B wouldn't it He just the number by one or two degrees. Yeah. Folks, just so you know, a little more, more inside info on our systems. We use the same, um, system, but we have two workstations. So if one person, for example, tweaks the seven day slightly, of course you want the other person, it'll show up there too. But what happens is it shows a little like, what is it? It's like a little triangle, like a little yellow triangle saying, button, yeah. basically you need to hit that button or your seven day won't be updated as well. So you can always tell if somebody else has changed the graphic. You can't yeah. really sneak in a change. Actually, yes, you can. You can change. Oh no, you can't yeah you can't change it you can't sneak one in i had a previous coworker that would say what did you just change in a kind of an aggressive manner um so yeah i do that sometimes i'll adjust a number okay but it's
2: all friendly and it's all constructive so it's all typically about half
1: the time you probably think why did you change that it's the same
0: well um yeah jeff go ahead i have have a bonus question if you're if you're done with the quiz are you done with the quiz mark no i have one more but that's fine
1: if, well, if it goes with this, it's go, it does go, go with yeah.
0: this. It does go with this. Um, so, Camilla, you've worked with Mark long enough at this point. You may already know the answer to this question. <laughs> Mark's biggest pet peeve. You have three possible answers here. Oh, number one, God. you leave a fork on the desk overnight. Number two, you leave the uh, TVs on in the weather center. Or number three, you tweak a graphic without telling or asking him.
2: Oh, gosh. I think it's. I think it's a, I think if you leave something on the desk, especially if it's a fork, which by the way, Mark has done himself. Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> how,
1: about the, how about that licked spoon where you can see the left dried up leftovers Seriously, of the yogurt? I'm like,
2: Oh, someone had yogurt with that spoon. That's nice. And they
1: half licked it. <laughs> that's great.
2: So yeah, I don't know. I was going to go A on that one. Honestly, I think, I
0: would make, I would, can I answer? Yeah, of course you can. I think, I think it's C. I do too.
1: <laughs> Wait, what was C? I just remember thinking, oh, the it's the graphics
0: C. one. Tweak a graphic without telling him. Absolutely. Well,
1: now I don't mind if you tweak a graphic, but if you just slaughter it and remove all the set points <laughs> and all that, and it doesn't even it doesn't even resemble what I started with, folks, you got to use Save As and save it with your own name. <laughs> if I spend an hour and a half on an incredible, incredible, you know, flooding graphic. And then somebody comes in and somehow that flooding graphic has turned into a warm spring graphic. Now that's annoying.
0: You're not going to get an angry call from Mark. You're not going to get an angry text from Mark. No. You will get an email from Mark. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's Uh, when you know.
0: That's when you know, folks. You've done wrong.
2: Yeah.
1: Did you guys, Jeff, did you know that Nora Hart, who did weather here years ago... When she first started, she still is on our email list. And I said, I've asked her twice, like, why are you still on that email list? And she gets that devilish little Nora smile and she goes, Because I like to see it when you send out notes to the rest of the weather team. (laughs)
0: She nailed it. Yeah. She she gets it. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, last question. I got one. That was a good one, Jeff. That That was was good. good. Okay, so if I refer to a quote, secret passage into the weather center, what is that,
2: Camilla? Yeah, oh, yeah. The, is that the little kind of the little back hallway that's hidden behind the the screens mm-hmm. and the walls on the set? Yeah.
1: And and what? How how do we use that? Why is it there? Why? I mean, how would well, we? Why would we use that?
2: It's the most direct path to the thermostat, for starters. Oh, that's right. Very I didn't that's yes. yeah. true. That's yes. true.
0: Yeah, we and to I mean, another place.
2: Oh, the the kitchen, the secret kitchen.
0: That's another place. The, no. Another oh no, I wasn't is... thinking. No, oh. I, was thinking the, I was thinking the
1: bam oh yeah i meant the secret passage behind where jeff and
0: i usually sit yeah, yeah and yeah, jeff yeah. got
1: caught there this morning that's what made me think of it tell, tell us about you know, that jeff
0: okay so <laughs> well i was walking so andy during the between six and nine andy covers most of weather and i usually do some sidebars talking about let's say a tropical update on What's going on in the Atlantic for hurricane season, or the or. drought,
1: drought monitor, or the yeah, drought monitor? About,
0: yeah, periodically, <laughs> yeah, periodically. For example, periodically, or an atmospheric river or two. But anywho, uh, that's another story for another day. I was walking over to do one of those weather hits this morning, and they, all four of our anchors, Tony, Kim, Shauna, and Andy, were standing at the at the, the anchor desk. They were talking about Andy's adventures. Well, I walked by, but I went pretty quickly, and. You know what? The shot was perfect. They were, it was Andy and Kim talking, and right in between them, you could see me walk right by <laughs> through the, oh, the little no. gap in the, in the, in the in segment. The, it's like a
1: foot wide. I mean, you, it's you, just like, what What was it? Anybody watching would say, what was that?
0: Mark, do you want to know who noticed it first? No, who did? Our general manager, Corey, actually noticed Wow, it. really? Yeah, because as soon as I got to the monitor where I was going to do my weather hit, Kim and Shawna were giggling and looked over at me and said, Corey said she saw you on TV walking behind the set. Oh, no. Busted.
2: Busted. Busted.
0: Sorry, Corey. I apologize. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that just that, that's a little secret of what happens behind. It, it was not a ghost. It was just me.
1: Yeah. It did look weird. It, yeah. You can check out the video. Did, did you re, uh, wait, wait, what do you say on Facebook? Reshare? No, share.
0: Sha- I didn't share it. Sha- just go to Shauna Parsons, Facebook page or her Instagram. Yeah, page it's on there. A, a little slow-mo of it. A final um, video.
1: Nice. So that's our ah. secret passage folks. It's just a back way to get into the weather center. If like, well, if you want to avoid anybody out in the main studio area for one,
0: yeah. or
1: if, um, you have a bowl of soup and don't want to like trip across Camilla's green screen as she's on air.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, is that did did Camilla do pretty well, Mark, on this quiz? Yeah, I think she's
1: I think she's fully integrated into our weird little weather world.
0: <laughs> I think she did. I pass too. at least get a passing grade. Oh
2: yeah. Okay.
0: Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You're still in weather school with Mark, just so you're aware.
2: Oh, probably for the rest of my life now. M- maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scary. Especially
0: yeah. because you're part of the text group now, and boy, a lot of weather knowledge is shared in there. Oh um, yeah. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us here on episode 37 of the Fox 12 weather podcast. Uh, Looks like it's going to be kind of an up and down weekend weather wise, but hopefully it'll be dry on the 4th of July. That's what most signs point to. Hope you all have a great weekend. Do you guys want to add anything else before we head out?
1: No, thanks for getting together. And and we don't know when we'll be back together again because it's kind of vacation time, but we will see. It'll be sometime in July.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And just thank you for thank you for having me on. This was super fun. Of course.
0: Yeah. Uh, We're we would love to have you back on soon, Camilla. So, um and again, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll, we'll be talking to you soon. So stop you're waiting and hesitating, and
1: tell us, please tell us about the weather.